Hi there and welcome to this week's podcast from journalism.co.uk where we'll be hearing about the world of live virtual reality with NextVR's virtual reality evangelist, Helen Situ. Virtual reality has enabled news organisations to explore an innovative way of storytelling. ABC News, Sky News, The New York Times and Vice News have all started to take advantage of this immersive technology. But what if it can go further? What if it can teleport audiences to the next big news event, giving them the extraordinary experience of being there while sat in the comfort of their own home? Well, NextVR are able to do just that and have been working with a variety of media organisations to film sports, music and news events live in order to deliver a completely immersive and lifelike experience for viewers around the world. Helen Situ is a virtual reality evangelist at NextVR. So live virtual reality is the same as virtual reality in that in the medium, there's no frame to the video. You're actually inside of it. You can look left, right, up, down, in any which direction, which gives you much fuller visual context of where you are. But in the case of live virtual reality, it's actually in real time. The broadcast delay of live virtual reality with NextVR is the same as any broadcast, you know, somewhere between 15 to 20 seconds. So you're really being transported and being teleported to wherever it is that the camera is filming at. The idea of virtual reality, especially live virtual reality, is fantastic. But does it really compare to what we're used to? The live broadcasts we see on the television are designed to give us all the information we need. So why choose live VR? Well, Helen explained to me that by putting someone actually in the action, they get more of an objective version of a news event as the audience becomes their own director, choosing what to look at whilst absorbing the atmosphere of the story. The benefits of live virtual reality that we've seen at NextVR right now is bringing people and teleporting them to places they might not otherwise be at, whether that's a story or a news breaking right now or whether it's a sports game. Um, yesterday, we did the U.S. Open Golf Tournament, and we were able to bring people onto the tee box, the green, wherever it is that people want to be, is where we set these cameras up for live virtual reality. For example, in terms of breaking news, we worked with CNN in the fall of last year, where we filmed the Democratic and the Republican debates. And so for the Democratic debates, when we were doing those live in partnership with CNN, people were able to be right on stage with the candidates. You could see a completely different perspective than you were looking at on television because you could see the whole stage, you could see the audience react to people. And when, it's, when a particular candidate was speaking, you were able to watch them articulate their thoughts, their positions, but you could also see their neighboring candidates, you know, maybe fidget around or try to raise an arm up and try to, you know, get into the conversation in a different way. Whereas in television, you're watching a framed video, which is showing only one candidate when they're polished, when they're speaking. You don't see the people on the sides and you don't see the reactions of the audience. So it's as if you're right there in the presidential debate, sitting on stage. It can certainly be more objective for a journalist covering a particular event or an audience watching it because you are your own director. There is no director in the experience that's cutting from, you know, this main character to this main character, following a particular story thread as they cut from scene to scene, camera to camera. In the, in the instance of virtual reality and live virtual reality for news covering, people, the audience becomes their own director. You are able to choose what you want to watch and, you know, pay attention to wherever it is, whether it's candidate A, B, C, the audience, wherever it is, you're able to jump around and create that own narrative for yourself. 
We've seen the reactions to 360 degree video on social media be quite varied, with people not really knowing what to do with it. But Helen noted that when audience members have their Samsung Gear VR headset on and are tuned into virtual reality content as opposed to 360 degree video, they're immediately immersed into the content and begin enjoying it as if they were there. So the reaction of people to sports content in particular is people are thrilled. <laughs> when you think about an NBA game and a venue only being able to hold 18,000 people, the NBA, for example, is a huge global brand. They have fans all over the world, many in China and Europe, wherever it is. So many of those fans may never be able to step foot in a stadium, nevertheless, courtside at a game. We can bring that experience to everybody. And that's something that people are really excited about. And in particular, sports creates a very passionate fan base. People want to watch every game. They want to watch in real time. They want to be there. They want to be closer to their favorite you know, league, team, athletes. I think that's a really awesome vertical content that people have been super excited about getting into with virtual reality because it brings them closer to the game and the experience than, than ever before on television. So how do publishers get involved with live VR? Helen explains the equipment of NextVR and the options for publishers to test the water themselves. The technology involved with live broadcasting and virtual reality um, is largely the full stack of technology that we have at NextVR right now. That entire stack starts with our cameras. We have our own particular rigs using red digital cinema cameras. Um, it's anywhere from two cameras to ten cameras. That's one particular rig. We have our rigs are actually depth sensing in that we create a wireframe and capture the 3D geometry of a scene and then overlay video on top of that. So that's the capture side right there. We have our own encoders, our own transmission, um, all the way down to our own compression technology, which, able, which allows us to stream all this content at about six to eight megabits a second. Um, that bandwidth required for our virtual reality live streams is about the same as a Netflix HD stream. So very, very comparable to your regular video streaming, um, all the way down to the application at the very end. So any consumer that wants to experience virtual reality, live virtual reality, next VR content, would buy any, any virtual reality headset, whether that's from you know, the very, very low end of the Google Cardboard at $15 to, I recommend a Gear VR for $99 for free with Samsung phone upgrades right now, all the way up to the high end, which is the Rift, the Vive, the PlayStation. Um, they would just buy a headset. You get access to an app store whenever you buy a headset, and in there you could download the NextVR app. That would be a content portal, um, sort of like Netflix. You'd be able to see what's coming up live, what's available for download right now, what you can watch. So that's sort of the stack, everything from the capture, transmission, compression, down to the application that somebody would have on their phone or their PC to watch the content. So I think it's definitely practical that news organizations may be using live virtual reality in the future. The technology stacks will get simpler and better for consumers, prosumers, journalists to use them and really be able to sort of plug and play broadcast to Facebook Live or Twitter or NextVR, wherever it is. I think those will simplify over time. Um, and it's certainly a completely different way of covering stories, breaking stories, that's very different. You know, I'll be very interested to see how journalists get into it. And sort of a little bit about what we talked about at the World News Congress is what are the ethics of this type of journalism? What does it mean to put your viewer as a first person, you know, participant in the story? What kind of stories 
are best suited for that kind of engagement. So I think it'll be very interesting, but I think it's inevitable that journalism will get into this medium and we'll be using it in a completely different way from what we even imagine today. If your news organisation is looking to get involved with virtual reality, whether that's pre-recorded or live, we'd love to hear from you. So please do get in touch with us via Twitter at Journalism News or ping us an email. For more podcasts from journalism.co.uk, please visit our website.